Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. This is my second year in a row. I will be cheating on the NFL with another league, Perna. The XFL is my 2020 spring side chick. Today, I'm doing something cool though, which is unlike the lame shit I usually do here, I'm collabing with Flimlo Raps to break down the XFL for you. I'm going to preview what week one will look like and give you a rundown on the Eastern Division of XFL teams focusing on key players to watch. Flimlo is breaking down the Western teams with some of their key players to keep an eye on. So make sure you check out his YouTube channel and subscribe when you are done here. I put the link in the description, so click it or suffer the consequences of only knowing about half of the XFL. Flimlo makes really good football videos. I thought you guys would enjoy it, which is why I'm really excited to collab with him. So let's start talking XFL. Askins. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Missed your chance to bet on the Super Bowl? Regretting it? Well, fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all of your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to retrieve your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now the XFL, due to real funding, better promotion, and overall better organization should provide a better product on the field than the AAF. Ooh, it's like a bunch of popcorn in my groin when I do that. Say what? It's like, oh, up in my groin, it's like oh, yeah. freaking popcorn. Knowing Vipers QB Aaron Murray's groin feels like popcorn is subliminal sex marketing. When you think of popcorn, you think of putting things in your mouth, and now you associate that with Aaron Murray's groin. Gosh darn it! Now the XFL is made up of two divisions, West and East. Just like rap music in the early 90s, but with less feuds. Your Western teams are the Seattle Dragons, LA Wildcats, Dallas Renegades, and Houston Roughnecks. The East belongs to the New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, DC Defenders, and Tampa Bay Vipers. The games will be much easier for you to watch as they will air on ABC, Fox, ESPN, and FS1. All real channels, unlike the AAF, which aired on the defunct Spike Network, and of course QVC. Now the first thing you should know is that Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, is the commissioner of the league. Smartly, the XFL hired a guy we can root for. A guy whose propaganda we will blindly follow because his testicles created Andrew Luck. Unlike Roger Goodell, whose testicles created concussions and weed suspensions. Game 1, Dragons at Defenders. Again, Flimlo will give you the deets on the Dragons, so I'll focus on the Defenders. Oh god. 
I can't believe I said deets like I'm a 15-year-old girl all over again. I'm nervous, I just don't want to mess up this collab. The Defenders head coach is Pep Hamilton, a guy who coached Andrew Luck at both Stanford and the Colts. Does that mean he has the juice to talk Andrew Luck out of retirement to play in a second-tier pro football league that is absolutely unworthy of his talents? Yes. Yes, it does. Expect him on a roster by week three. Until then, they have two quarterbacks who could have huge upsides in the XFL in Cardale Jones and Tyree Jackson. Jones was the second pick of the quarterback draft a couple months ago in the XFL, but with a nickname like 12 Gauge should have been number one. Jones' rise at Ohio State is well documented, and I think he could be the biggest star in the XFL if he plays well. He backed up Phillip Rivers for two seasons, so you know he knows how to lose a game. But more importantly, if he chooses, he can now get a woman pregnant just by looking her in the eyes. On offense, they have some talent around 12 gauge. Donnell Pumphrey is the second all-time leading rusher in the Mountain West Conference at San Diego State. He was picked by the Eagles back in 2017, but never quite made it in the NFL. At wide receiver, they have a name that should be familiar in Eli Rogers, who played four seasons with the Steelers, including a season with 600 yards. Next to him is Rashad Ross, one of the standouts in the AAF, earning the highest receiving grade in the league from Pro Football Focus, and he led the league in touchdown receptions with seven and was second with yards and 583. And of course, I have to point out that in the secondary, they have former Bronco Raheem Moore. That's all I'm going to say about that. That poor bastard. The defenders are most famous at this point for trying out PFT Commenter at Place Kicker. Commenter performed better than expected, but I'm not going to hype him up too much until he lobbies to get me a job at Barstool, which they should now be able to do given their unlimited financial resources. Seattle Dragons, their head coach is Jim Zorn with quarterbacks BJ Daniels and Brandon Silvers, who I'm rooting for equally as a man whose initials are indeed BJ and my first name is Brandon. Game two will be the Wildcats at the Roughnecks. Those will be covered in Flimlow's video, which is nice because I have no clue who head coach June Jones is for the Roughnecks. I like to believe he is the husband of actress January Jones. How perfect would that marriage be? June and January Jones. Well, perfect for June. It would be terrible for January to waste her perfect looks on June. She's so out of June's league, he might as well call himself November. Wildcats head coach is Winston Moss, who leads the XFL in coaches who look like they could absolutely kick my ass. Quarterback Josh Johnson, who of course was the number one pick in the AAF draft, only to get signed by the Washington Redskins after all of their quarterbacks nearly died on the field. He played decent in Washington and may be the best quarterback in the XFL. They also have a wide receiver named Kermit Whitfield. Uh, but no relation to Patrick Mahomes. Game three will be an all-eastern slugfest between the Vipers and the Guardians. If we know anything about these two teams, which we don't, is that this is the game of the week. The Vipers' official quarterback slash running back is at spot the ball underscore nine, AKA Young King, AKA Quentin Flowers, who could be the best player in the league. A guy who can run and throw in a league that allows double forward passes is King. The Ninth King, just like his Twitter suggests. And to make shit really confusing, I will also call him Timothy Chalamet, who was a young king on Netflix. 
Now I'm leaning towards the Vipers as my favorite team in the East. I like their look, I like their name, and they're already taunting other YouTubers on Twitter. I'm excited to see former LSU and Falcons corner Jalen Collins on the field, and not just because they posted uh, his mic'd up segment on Twitter. Why are you ain't hydrated? I should smack you. How you caught your cramp at the beginning, bro? He caught a cramp, man, one on one. Begin to practice. Boy, I ain't drinking no water. I can't get a water, man. My dog hot over here, man. But because he has the scariest visor I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> this is what the XFL is all about. Collins was a solid corner at LSU, only got eight starts in the NFL, but he managed two picks in 2016. And at six foot two, if he balls out, could easily get another look by an NFL team. The Vipers head coach is Mark Tressman, former Chicago Bears head coach, longtime NFL coach from 1981 to 2004, before becoming the OC at NC State and then jumping to Canada to coach the Alouettes in 08, which is a little fishy you left the country as soon as Obama was elected, Tressman. I'm watching you. He's coached for 11 NFL teams, two Canadian teams, two college teams, and now an XFL team. Without double checking, it's fair to say nobody has ever coached in more leagues than Mark Tressman. Vipers running back, uh, Davion Smith, had at least one great run for Orlando in the AAF. He finished as the sixth leading rusher in the Alliance, but was second in rushing Tutty Buddies with six. Now, Aaron Murray was no Mike Berkovici, but... Look at his front of his pants. Just straight and moist. And keep an eye on receiver Reese Horn, who somehow managed to finish fourth in receiving yards with a combo of Christian Hackenberg, Zach Mettenberger, Johnny Manziel, and finally, a real quarterback in Brandon Silvers throwing him the ball. Guardians head coach Kevin Gilbride not only leads the XFL in coaches who look like they also own a pizza shop, but has a huge home field advantage opening day and is the only coach in the XFL with two Super Bowl rings. He was the Giants offensive coordinator from 07 to uh, 2013, so he knows exactly how to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Not sure that'll help him in the XFL, but he knows. This team is stacked with quarterbacks in Matt McGloin, Marquise Williams, and AAF standout Luis Perez. McGloin is known for getting rocked by the Broncos in the final game of the 2016 season after Derek Carr broke his leg only to get injured himself so the now roughnecks quarterback Connor Cook could be annihilated in the playoffs by the Texans. Talk about a chain reaction of events which was also the game Aqib Tlaib snatched Michael Crabtree's chain. I think McGloin will do very well in the XFL due to his NFL experience, but if he doesn't, you can bet. You can bet your sweet ass I'm calling him Matt McGloin. Now the best player though on the Guardians roster is right guard Damian Mama, which literally translates to devil mother, which is sad because his mom was an absolute angel. Birmingham iron corner Jamar Summers is on the Guardians defense. He played very well in the AAF, was one of the hardest hitting corners in the league and finished with three picks and 10 passes defended, which tied him second with guys like Devontae Bosby and Keith Reeser, who both made it back to the NFL this year to play with the Chiefs and Broncos and both unfortunately landed on IR. The two Guardian players I'm most excited to watch are receiver Mikhail McKay, who is not just the most nutrient-rich receiver in the league, but was the seventh leading uh, receiver in the AAF in yards and third in touchdowns. The other man is none other than Joe Horn Jr., son of legendary Saints receiver and four-time pro bowler Joe Horn, the original. 
Naming your son after yourself. Talk about tooting your own horn. <laughs> the final game will be the Battlehawks at the Renegades. The Renegades head coach is Bob Stoops. Stoops may be the most well-known coach in the XFL. He was the Oklahoma Sooners head coach for 18 years with a 190 to 48 record and a national title back in 2000. Dallas QB will probably be Landry Jones, but Eric Dungy would be my choice based on how good he looks shirtless. But this is Flemlo's team to cover, so I will shut up now and stop showing you half-naked dudes. The St. Louis Battlehawks head coach is Jonathan Hayes, who has the perfect amount of pure masculinity to bring football back to Missouri, which doesn't have any football teams uh, as confirmed by our president. Quarterbacks Nick Fitzgerald, Taylor Hankey, and Jordan Tayamu are all pretty mediocre options at quarterback, in my opinion. Fitzgerald and Tayamu are both young players with mobility, and then Hankey has a little bit of NFL experience to rely on. I believe Tayamu will start and should be well known in the area after throwing 5,600 yards and 30 touchdowns at Ole Miss which in my mind stands for Old Missouri, not Mississippi. Now, they have another couple of former NFL guys at running back and uh, former Redskin Potato Matt Jones and former Seahawk Christine Michael. Matt Jones was great as Badger in Breaking Bad and great at Breaking Bad tackles for Washington. In 2016, he was averaging 16 yards per reception and could be a great weapon in the screen game. A couple untimely injuries are really what hindered Jones from prolonged success in the NFL. Now, there's not really anyone that scares you at receiver, as far as I can tell, but maybe that's just because after covering Antonio Brown, nothing scares me about wide receivers anymore. DeMornay Pearson L. had a strong preseason with the Raiders and will probably have to be their main threat in the passing game. And tight end Wes Saxton has bounced around the NFL and the AAF since 2015. DeMornay Pearson L. finished with 414 receiving yards in the AAF, which was sixth best, and he's easily the best player since Antoine Randall L. to have his last name end in the Spanish word for the that I have ever seen. Defensively, their best player may be safety Will Hill. Linebacker Terrence Garvin was pretty damn good for the Orlando Apollos, but was even better at breaking punters' jaws in the NFL, blocking for Antonio Brown on punt returns. Kevin Huber will never forget Terrence Garvin. And assuming Garvin doesn't force him to eat through a straw for the next six months, the most exciting player on the Battlehawks roster is their punter. And you know, when I talk about exciting punters, I can only really mean one of two people. And Pat McAfee is very much retired. It's Marquette King. He is going to be kicking bombs for the Battlehawks. I'm still not entirely sure why or how his NFL career went off a cliff so quickly, but he should be an asset for St. Louis in their weather-controlled dome. And that's it. That's your Eastern recap, breakdown, rundown. Again, check out Flimlow's video to learn a little bit more about the West, and I will be recapping the XFL and covering it as best I can for the entire XFL season. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Subscribe here, YouTube. Please do it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna, and my writing partner, at Guillermo Yaves, who helps me write football stuff here. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.